I think people right now, because they're so informed, uh, are beginning to realize it's not enough to just know, that this is a time in history to know how. We have never, in all the things studies we've done, we've never seen people be able to change their brainwaves as quickly and as efficiently as this particular group. It's, the scale is off the chart. Eighty percent of our participants had a more than ninety percent change in their brain for the better in four days to create more heart coherence so that you can self-regulate your emotional state independent of what's going on in your outer environment. And so we've kind of narrowed it down to a formula. So the evidence that we're seeing in our scientific measurements sits on this side. And it's objective. It's not just subjective. You saying, oh, I feel better at the end of the event. No, well, <laughs> we have science to prove that it's not just in your mind. It's in your brain. It's not just in your mind, it's in your body, right? And then there's this other arena that's starting to unfold that is, that, that, that's actually surprising me on a daily basis. And I'm, I'm so changed because of it, because in our week-long events, we're witnessing you know, miracles of biblical proportion. And I'm talking about blind people seeing, deaf people hearing, tumors shrinking, MS, huge changes, people with crutches, and and walkers are walking without them. I mean, we're seeing very significant changes taking place. For the people that, um, that this is making a lot of sense to, but they're still stuck in this daily routine, and logically this all makes sense, how do you get people to like make that first step where they can maybe have that one day or that one hour where they're like, wow, I actually just took everything Dr. Joe said and I see a little bit of evidence. Maybe I can now take the next step and the next step. Yeah. If you can't think greater than how you feel, <laughs> we've studied the brain scans of people who are thinking in a meditation within some disturbing emotion. And a hundred percent of the time, they make their brain worse. They are driving it further into higher beta brainwave patterns because, first of all, the arousal of the stress hormones is causing you to become overly analytical and analysis isn't going to do it. Even the insight from analysis isn't going to change it. And then secondly, the emotion is a record of the past, so you're thinking in the past, the solution is getting beyond it. So breaking that cycle is, is shortening the refractory period of those emotional reactions is, is the gift, right? And, and I don't care that you react. The question is, how long are you going to react, right? That's the fundamental question. We have seen dramatic, and I mean dramatic changes in people's health okay. instantaneously because it's not matter that emits a field when you study the science. It's the field that creates matter. Okay. If you change the field, you're going to change matter. And that just takes a change in belief because most people think they need to change the matter. They need to change the tumor. It's not your job to change the tumor. That's matter to matter. You have to change the pattern or the information in the field. I think the best way to say it is if you're not defined by a vision of the future, you're left with the memories of the past. And people literally believe in their past more than they believe in their future. That's why they talk about their past more than they talk about their future. People romance their past, they're more in love with their past than they are in love with the future. And people who actually create amazing things in their life just were more in love with their future and they kept it alive in their mind every day and they like feeding a, a plant or, or a garden. They're tending to that future every single day and their deli the delight that comes with it and the excitement that comes with it and the emotions that come with it 
cause them to literally change their brain and body over time to begin to look like the future has already happened. Now think about that. If there's evidence in your brain and body by thought alone, evidence that looks like you've already experienced your future, what does that mean? It's already happened, so relax because it's going to find you and it's going to come in a way that you least expect. That's, that's the beauty behind this. If you could predict it, it's nothing new. It's got to surprise you. The brain learns by mistakes and surprises. So why not be surprised by an unknown coincidence or opportunity or synchronicity? And, and the moment you notice what you did inside of you that produced that effect outside of you, you're going to pay attention to what you did and you're going to do it again and you're going to believe less that you are the victim of your life. You know, someone or something is controlling your feelings and thoughts. So all of a sudden realizing your feelings and thoughts begin to create an outcome in your life. I think that that experience then causes a human being to feel empowered. They start to believe in themselves more and I think when we believe in ourselves, I think we believe in possibility. And when we believe in possibilities, I think we, we really believe in ourselves. And, and getting people to that point, to realize that nobody's excluded from this. It doesn't, I, you can't tell me any longer that you're too old to do this. We have brain scans of people in their 80s that will blow your mind. And they, they you can, can be watching. always focus on a future of yours. And, and, and by and, doing that, you can start healing yourself in all ways. You can't tell me you're too sick to do this work. Right. I've seen super sick people with 50 brain tumors turn their life around they have no brain tumors 50 brain tumors okay future I, you can't tell me that uh, you had a turbulent past and you can't do this work I've seen people that had the most abusive past that are the happiest people in the world okay. you can't even tell me that you never meditated before because many times the people who have never meditated have the most profound experience because they're not expecting anything you, right. you can't tell me you're too overweight you're too underweight you can't tell me any of that you can't tell me you're the two this or two that i've seen it in all shapes all sizes all colors all ages the stronger the emotion that we feel from some external event in our life the more altered we feel inside of us as a result of that condition outside of us the more we pay attention to the cause and the brain narrows its focus on whatever it is that's sitting there and it freezes an image and it takes a snapshot and that's called the memory so the higher the emotional quotient the more fear the more uh, pain the more shock the more um, anger whatever it is the more we pay attention to the cause and so then we create long-term memories that way now the challenge is is that every time we think about that trauma uh, we're producing the same chemistry in the brain and body as if it was happening again so <clears throat> some people after an event like that are literally re-experiencing it a hundred times in one day and this is a crazy thing because what it does is it activates the survival gene and when you're in survival what you want to do is make sure that that doesn't happen again so what you start to do unconsciously is you start to begin to forecast what you'll do if it happens again, right? And you start selecting a worst case scenario in your mind. And then you think, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? And you start to even make it even more, you get more creative, right? And every time you do that, you start experiencing the emotion of that future based on 
the pain of your past, the fear of your past, the anxiety of your past, the depression of your past. And so the person's conditioning their brain and body into the past and at the same time they're literally bracing themselves for the worst case scenario in their life because in survival if you prepare for the worst there's better chances of survival and you could have ten really great things go on in your life and you can have one bad thing and you keep focusing on that one bad thing because you gotta be prepared for it happening again so people unconsciously then spend their whole life looking around the corner waiting for it to occur and they're on guard now that's not right. a conscious process common in PTSD from soldiers so they're common. constantly looking for the roadside bombs and right. they're highly elevated and it's very sub it's unconscious a lot it's so what they're doing is when you're when you're in that brainwave state you're sweeping your environment to determine if there's anything out of order and you're doing that because the brain is on such an aroused state in, in survival and stress the brain is in a very alert state and the brainwave patterns are high beta you're super aroused you're super alert because you're vigilant about one thing out of pattern that looks unusual or unrecognizable and the moment you see that <laughs> it's that thought that opens the door to the conditioning that you've been creating all along. Remember, this is not a conscious process. It's no different than ringing a bell and watching a dog salivate. <laughs> the stimulus is also causing an automatic, autonomic, physiological, chemical change that's taking place in the person's body. And that person literally, from a biological standpoint, is back in that event. And they're going to behave in almost the same way that they did then because they're trapped in survival, right? Right, and like you said, that's a snapshot. A lot of people never ended up talking about that event because there's a shameful process mm -hmm. there. So it, it literally stays there. You're frozen. You're you, frozen. You've stopped, from that point forward, you've stopped evolving. What, what we're saying is that if you can't overcome that emotion, then you can't create anything new because that emotion is keeping you tacked to the past, right? So then, your your whole future is written. Then it's just it's it's, it's done. Yeah, it's done. It, it's done. You're in a box, right? You're in, wow. you're in a box. So what we know, uh, according to functional scans, is that talking about it helps to diminish some of the emotions, but it doesn't really change the brain or body that much. You you can talk about it. You can have some insights, but until you begin to make fundamental changes, you're not going to go anywhere. That for me, it's never about the event. The event is incidental. It's about the emotion. So then when you start lowering the volume to that emotion and you teach a person how to get beyond the analytical mind, enter the operating system where those subconscious programs exist, change their brainwaves and begin to make significant changes, when they start making those subconscious changes, they're less reactionary. You teach them how to find the present moment. You teach them over time the tedium of returning back to the present moment and managing their attention, managing their energy. And you are literally training an animal that has really poor manners. The body's been just conditioned to be like a, a feral animal that's in survival. But when you start working with it and you keep settling it down, you're breaking that conditioning response and you're telling it it's no longer the mind of anger, that you're the mind. And then this is where David starts slaying Goliath. This is where every time you start doing that, in the beginning it takes a lot of effort and a lot of energy. But if you keep practicing, we have 
we have so many brain scans to show so many people healing from anxiety and depression. You can't be anxious if you're in the present moment. <laughs> you can't be depressed if you're in the present moment. You're, you're in the present moment. You're not thinking about the future or the past. And you start managing that world, then the body that's holding on to that emotion, when it finally, finally gets trained, like a training an animal to sit, if you're working with it, sooner or later, if you keep telling it and training it to sit, sooner or later it's going to acquiesce, sooner or later it's going to surrender to another mind. And when that happens, boom, there's this liberation of energy.